0: Welcome back to episode number fifty-four of the NP Dude. This is Jeff, the NP Dude, giving nurse practitioners a voice. That's all of our voices. So keep those comments and questions coming into me, guys. You really are doing a great job. In fact, I had somebody tag me at the NP Dude on Facebook, and it didn't work. So you got, you know who you are. I commented back, and but somebody else came in right behind them and said and tagged me personally, and it was like awesome. You guys are listening. And that was perfect. That's exactly what, you know, as, an, as a collaborative uh, type, type of uh, uh, group, we need to be like that. So we, we take care of each other. So that was awesome that you did that. And I appreciate that. Um, and that one worked. So I don't know why. I, I can't figure it out. I can't. I just can't. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But I think it has to do with my, my app on my phone for whatever reason, it's limited, and it doesn't show all of them, I, I don't know, but, but I think it works on my PC, so maybe I'll do a little beta test and see if I can find that in my PC, this is where a perfect example of oldness intersects with technology and time, <laughs> it just kind of falls apart, so I'll do better, I'll try, but I appreciate the tag, that was awesome, and I, I, it was a, it was an interesting one, and I, I, said, well, I, was, I saw the post, and I was like, well, I'll talk about it when I get to it. But when when I saw that somebody tagged me in it, I'm like, oh, I'll talk about it today. So let's let's go ahead and jump in, right? This could be a short show because I'm driving in the rain, and I'm, I'm it just always makes me a little nervous on windy roads and slippery, and and uh, I'm going a little faster than I probably should be, and because I'm always running just about 10 minutes behind. I always make it up though. I always get there. Um, so what was the issue? The issue was a, it was a uh, Facebook post that that stated. Uh, it was a, a response to an article that was written by a physician that works in oncology. And I read the article before I even saw that I was tagged on it. I actually saw it and said, oh, I'll talk about this later. And um, the philosophy of why he gives out his cell phone number to his patients. And, um, you know, it was somebody saying, what do you guys think about this? And that was the, the header to the, to the post. And so you get a lot of the hell knows, and you get a lot of well, that's a, that sounds nice, and that sounds warm and fuzzy, and you know it sounds great and all, but I'm not sure how that would work in my practice. And and I was like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And uh, several of the people that I know and that listen to the show commented on that thread, and I kind of agree with all of them. I didn't see anybody that shocked me and said, oh yeah, I'd love to do that. Now, in a perfect world, I would say absolutely, you can have my cell phone. And and here's here's why I say in a perfect world, and this is going to get a little a little bit. And I don't want to say political, but, but a little bit more, um, yeah, I guess political than I would want it to be. Because in reality, the majority of my patients are typically Medicaid, right now anyways. And, and I think it's just because the majority of my credentialing went through the, the state Medicaid's first, they accepted, they, they need providers. So they're a little bit easier to get get your credentialing done. And so a lot of what I'm seeing in the office are Medicaid. And I'm not going to lie to you, it's not that it's a, it's a quality of person issue, it's just they're, they're, there's no skin in the game. And this is the political side. They, there's nothing that stops them or prevents them from saying, oh, I've, I've had a cough for one day, it's time to go in and see Jeff. So that, that, that expectation of care, that expectation of availability is really, really high. And so I, I don't know if I would want that pop, population of my patients to have my cell phone. They'd call me all the time. They'd call me at four in the morning and wouldn't think twice of it. And, and we do have on-call service, but they would, they would short-circuit that and, and say, well, little Johnny's got a fever of 101, and he just started with that this evening. What, what do I do? Give him some Tylenol. <laughs> and go back to bed, you know? Um, so, but there's no skin in the game for him. And what do I mean by that? They're, they're, you know, If you made a $5 copay... It would cut down on the on the overuse of of healthcare services. Right off the bat, five bucks. Five bucks is not a lot. It really isn't. We got people that complain for a dollar fifty. Man, I got a dollar fifty balance. I don't have a buck fifty, and I get that they don't have any money. But they smoke, and they got a nice cell phone, and you know they got air conditioned car, and they got. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that they don't go without. They can afford a five dollar copay, and and you know I see people back all the time um, for some pretty innocuous things that you know I wouldn't have I would never dream of taking my child to the to a provider for. I mean I'm, you got a head wound and you're you know my question is are you vomiting? Nope. Okay, go to school. <laughs> you know I mean it's you pack it put a bandit on it send them to school it'll be all right. You know and I'm always the last one saying you know I'll keep them home. Take them to the take them to their practitioner, or their pediatrician, or whatever. It's, it just it does if because it takes time, it takes money, it takes it costs time to take off work. It takes money to pay a copay. You got to buy you know all the stuff to go. You know I'd rather treat it at home with over the counters, in hopes that it gets better. And if it doesn't get better in a week, then we take them. But most of the time, it gets better in a week. And so that that lack of ability of someone. Um, to pay the five bucks, I, I, I find is a little bit disingenuous. But I also think that it is, it, you know, there are some really, really poor people that, that can't afford that. But I, I, if they're overusing any of the systems, even if it's primary care or the emergency room, or, you know, I see people that use multiple stat cares and multiple ER visits and then see me three or four times a month for innocuous things it's like why why is this why is this allowed how come the insurance company is saying we're not going to do that anymore we're going to make you we're going to jack up your copay if you use the services more than you need and we deem it unnecessary then we're going to we're going to charge you a five or ten dollar copay so that you, you know, learn to not use overuse the system for things that really don't need to be used for. So I, I, my, my point of talking about that isn't to, to bash patients. It's to, to point out the fact that, that I don't think I would want those types of patients having my cell phone. I don't want any of them to have it, to be honest with you. I just don't. We have an on-call service. If you call it, within 15 minutes you're going to get a call back from me on my cell phone, but you won't see my number. So I'm okay with that. There's a way to get me. If you really need to get me, I think that a process to get me is perfectly acceptable. Now, if you don't have an on-call service, and you're working oncology where you've got really scared patients, like the, the, the author of that that post, or of that uh, that that statement paper that that was posted, man, I, I, I think that. You, you need to have some direct access now. My dad, when he was he was he had some back issues and he went up to a physician up in Cleveland, and he gave him his card. He had a cell phone number on it. He did. He, I don't know if he ever called him on it, but he had his cell phone. He probably could leave him a voicemail. That's one more thing to manage, you know. And if you've got, you know, a hundred patients working in a specialty or or a thousand patients in a specialty, versus five or six thousand patients in a family practice. Um, that's a different level of phone call. You know what I mean? I, I just I, I see that too. Now this guy also described his personal life too in this in this article that he wrote, and he said that his kids were grown, and his wife was working still, and he was working still, and so he really didn't have anything else. That was his that was his life, and he he took it to heart that that was important in his life that he helped people, and that's fantastic. I say go for it if that's if that's available in your life, wonderful. Me, I got little kids. I, I need some sleep every now and then. My last thing I want is somebody calling me for fevers of 101 all the time. Or Facebook asking me messages through Facebook. Or do, doing, you know, that that's that's not appropriate. Um, and I think boundary setting is important, especially in family practice, where you get a lot of multiple, multiple psychological substance abuse um uh, you have a lot of comorbidities A lot of issues And then you get the over Some Parents with pediatrics And, and, the, and the, that's, that's good that they're worrying I'd rather have them worry than not worry So I'm okay with that But um, it's a lot of office education And it would be a lot more of my time Saying here's my cell phone number And then I sp- spend another ten minutes Explaining when it's appropriate to call me <laughs> Or else I'm going to get calls five times every night In the middle of the night That's too much not for primary care. You don't need that. So my opinion is: is no cell phone. Period. No way. That's sacred. Sacred, sacred. No one's getting it. Um, and if somebody gets a hold of my phone number, I'm changing it because <laughs> I'm not doing that game. Um, it's just not worth it. And and you don't know who's calling in, and you don't know what you're getting. You know what I mean? So you don't know if it's something important for your kids. You know, got hurt, and somebody's calling. That yeah, you know, it just is not worth it. It's not worth it. That's sacred. So I'm not going to beat up on it anymore, but um, you guys tell me your opinions. Email me, jeff at the npdude.com. You can always comment below the show, and you can uh, Facebook me, get me messages that way. You can post on my main page. You can email me through Facebook. And then, oh, the other thing is my tweet worked. I've tweeted. My first tweet was my show yesterday. So um, you can follow me on Twitter as well. I forgot to mention that at the beginning of this, of this episode. But, uh, yeah, follow me at the NP dude at uh, Twitter there, and uh, you should get some of my updates. I already retweeted something from the board, which I'm going to talk about next, um, which is kind of nice because following people on Twitter is kind of nice because I can see... You can do it on Facebook too, but, um, you know, I limit... So far I'm going to kind of keep it limited to just np related things on my twitter account because i don't really have a huge amount of need to be you know personal tweeting and stuff it's all the np dude stuff so um that'll be a little bit easier for me to i think look through and kind of keep track of so if you have np related stuff you can always follow me on there and uh i don't know how you guys i think you can just respond to my tweets and stuff on there too so and i should be able to get those so, somebody say hi on Twitter and say, hey, I'm, I'm listening, uh, I'm using Twitter. Somebody do it right on one of my shows that's going to be posted on there as well. Um, what else are we going to talk about? The board stuff, right? I, I'm talk about that. Is there anything else I want to talk about? It's raining really bad, so I think I'm going to just skip the other stuff. Let's just do board stuff and then be done. We'll have a short show today. So, um... The board uh, put out a, a comment yesterday. Well, that I saw it. It was came through to me, e- through to me in an email. It was always a nice way from the board that said that um, a couple of things. One one was in the the main email, and then I went to their page and started snooping around and saw some other stuff that I want to talk about too. The email was for those of you that have a COA or had a COA because the COA is kind of gone, but didn't get a CTP. And you were not, did not have your pharmacology hours in the last five years, so you weren't in school within five years ago and got your pharmacology 45 hours of pharmacology. They gave a list of of providers, accepted providers that will do the 45 hours of education for you. And I thought that was probably one of the most helpful things I've seen them do in a while, um, because they're actually trying to help people get. Um, get their hours approved. And so I thought it was a nice way to do it. Now, I think it was for selfish reasons. I think they're tired of getting phone calls about, is this acceptable? Is this acceptable? Is this... You know what I mean? So I think that they finally said, all right, we're going to write down the ones we like and you guys go do those. And so that was helpful. And um, you guys can go on... The state board's website, and it's right on their main page. I think it's like the second or third thing down. I can't remember exactly where it was, but that was that was the main thing. And then some of the other stuff that they had on their website that I noticed, I always just read the headlines. And then if it's interesting, I'll read it if, if it pertains to me. The one thing I saw in there was the new opiate rules, and it was back to the governor Kasich white paper that he put out, or opinion, or not opinion, but his. Um, administrative guidelines that he wants people to to follow as far as the boards the various boards whether it's pharmacy veterinarian i don't know i don't know if that's in there yeah i think they might be in there i think it might be in there too um physician medical board the, the nurse board all, all these different boards right and and the acute use of opiates was uh, stated to be five days for peds, seven days for adults, and no more than that, unless you have compelling reason for it. It's like a belly surgery that was real bad or something like that. You could do those. Sorry, it's really raining. Um, but it seems like the board is going to mirror what Kasich said, and what they're going to do is they're going to get rid of two two of the Ohio Administrative Code sections that dealt with this dealt with opiates they're just going to scrap them and they're going to rewrite in a new in a new um section they anyway, went they were getting rid of eight nine or whatever subsections and then they're going to add a 10 is what they're going to do and it sounds like they're going to follow they just kind of copy and pasted what Kasich said in their in their uh their uh Post that they had on their website now the problem is is that they're doing it for public comment right now So if you want to send in to the state for public comment go to their main page scroll down look for the opiate one There's an email on there, and I think it I can't even remember what it is And I'm not going to look because it's raining, but uh, the email was obvious Just you just look for it if you really have something to say like man this guideline stinks I want it. I want it less strict. Just send them an email. Tell them why it goes right to their general counsel. And if there's a compelling reason, maybe there's a bunch of people that have compelling reasons not to follow that guideline. So if it's important enough to you, feel free. Go for it. Um, I really could care less. I don't. I don't prescribe opiates unless I absolutely, absolutely have to. And I got to be honest with you. I don't think I've done one yet on my DEA license. I'm good. I don't need to. I'll do suboxone when that. When, when that comes into play if, if that ever happens for me i don't know but um i would do suboxone but i don't think i would do just opiates it's not appropriate pain management pain manage physical therapy or let's send you to the specialist that can fix the problem that's that's my recommendations and uh so that's that's where i was going with that. but it was interesting at least that they're they're taking public comments until i think april 28th and then um they have a, a big meeting that they're doing in, in May about um, some of the other guidelines. And I guess the, the, my, my big picture point that I want to re- rehash is the Ohio Revised Code, which is basically the adoption of House Bill 216, was done by the legislature as a civics lesson. And so with that, they, they basically said, okay, we want this general rule and we defer to the, to the individual boards in the executive branch to make the, the fine details of these rules. And so we have House Bill 216 passed, so that's the general legislation. And now we're getting the boards fine-tuning those rules and how they're going to implement and, in, in, and what infrastructure they need in place to actually make these rules happen. To be able to enforce the rules, so the executive branch does the administrative code, and this is national. They all have different different words for it, but you know, if you have a, a in Ohio, it's the Ohio Revised Code is the legislature, and then the Ohio Administrative Code is the ad, executive administration of it. Right? It's even in the name. So that's what they're doing now. So you never know. It may may be the same thing. It might be a little bit different. It might be tweaked. But so far, it sounds like they're going to just mirror what Kasich said with the five and seven days and uh it's for acute acute pain only and um so you you know it's just it, but it still has to follow what your your scope is with within your practice so if you if your physician says i don't do opiates for pain and and it's not in your collaborative agreement that you're going to do them then you don't you can't do them right so you still have to follow your collaborative in ohio so you still got to be careful. This isn't carte blanche to just say, oh, good, I can do seven days. An adult, you still got to follow the other rules. So just be careful of that too. I tell everybody that the rules have narrowed. This is my discussion that I use. I do this almost on a daily basis. I get probably one to five people a day that have chronic pain. And they, they're either using illicit substances or they are um, they haven't followed up to go to pain management or they can't get into pain, whatever it is. But they, they, for whatever reason, it's they're, they're, or they don't have true diagnoses that will require them to get the pain management. So um, what I tell everybody is this. Ohio has changed the rules. They're narrowing the scope. It's not a lie. Uh, making it more difficult for me to provide pain medicines to you it's not appropriate in this setting for primary care to be giving out chronic or acute pain medicines. If it's severe enough, you need to go to the emergency department so that you can get proper imaging done. (laughs) It's like a canned answer. It's a canned answer. And they're like, oh, okay. And I haven't had anybody balk yet. Nobody's begging me. They know. If the word's getting out on the street, primary care is not doing it anymore. And I'm good with that because, to be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not gonna lose my license over it. I'm not, you know. And the last thing I want is somebody saying, "Oh, I'm in pain, I'm in pain, I'm in pain." And then they, they take one. You know, after I get the contract set up, the pain contract, and get them to pee in a cup, and I check their use, and I, you know, drug screen them, and, and document, and get imaging, and all these things that prove that they've got the pain. And then they take two or three days of it, they tolerate the pain, sell the others so that they can make their mortgage payment. I don't know. I'm not saying I have any specific patient doing that, because I don't give them opiates, but that's my concern, right? It's too easy. It's too easy to do, and I think that's that's the diversion potential is so high that I, I just don't like it. And I would hate like hell to have a pill that was in a bottle that had my name on it kill somebody. It's just It's not worth it to me. It's not worth my conscience. Sorry, it's just not going to happen. So, anyways... Um, I want to hear from you guys. I want I want you guys to tell me what you want to talk about. I want to I want to hear what your ideas. are. I want to hear what your concerns are. And uh, I really am having a great time with you guys. Just a great community. I'm having a blast. I say it all the time, but I really really mean it. And and I think one of the reasons I like doing this podcast in the morning is because it just gets me in such a good mood. It really does. So the the crappy things I got to deal with throughout the day that that normally bring me down a little bit don't really bring me down that much because it really lets me. You know, this is therapy, I think. (laughs) So you guys are my therapists. Look at that. Isn't that nice? All right, anyway. So um, keep listening, guys. Share the show. Uh, Follow me on Twitter. Friend me on Facebook or follow me on Facebook or like me on Facebook. All that stuff. I'm good with it. Um, The other thing you guys can do, too, is I I have two ratings on my Facebook page. They're both fives. That's awesome. And I got six on iTunes, which are all fives. Uh, So, guys, give me a rating. And it's funny because I had my cursor over the little rating star thing, and it said two. And I'm like, "Somebody give me a 2? because it was like lit up, like I was gonna rate myself, but I wasn't smart enough to realize that it was my own cursor. Yeah, that's that's. I'm telling you, I used to be an engineer. Can you believe that? It's a good thing I went into management. I struggled. <laughs> 25 years ago, I was great. And I was great with computers and you know math and stuff. And now it's all it's all falling apart. That's okay. That's when you're allowed to be that way, right? So anyways, follow me, like me, share me, all that good stuff, and uh, we'll talk soon.